you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is Saul's disobedience. One day, Samuel went to Saul with instructions from God. The Amalekites attacked my people when I brought them out of Egypt. Therefore, go to battle with them and destroy everything. Kill all the people and all their livestock. Don't leave anything alive. So Saul took his army and attacked the Amalekites. He defeated them, but didn't kill everything. Saul's men kept the best of the livestock for themselves. They also captured King Agag and didn't kill him. The Lord said to Samuel, I regret that I made Saul king over Israel. He doesn't follow me, and he doesn't do as I say. Samuel grieved in his spirit and prayed all night. The next morning he went and found Saul. As the prophet walked up, the king said, The Lord bless you. I've done what God asked me to do. Samuel looked at him. Then why do I hear the sounds of sheep and cattle? Oh, the men saved the best livestock so we could sacrifice them to the Lord, but we destroyed the rest. Samuel said, Stop talking. I'll tell you what God thinks of what you've done. When you were humble, God made you the leader over his people. He then gave you a job to do. He said, Go kill this extremely sinful people. Don't let any person or animal live. Why did you make him angry by not doing what he said? Saul said, I did obey him. I killed everyone except Agag, their king. And then I killed all the animals except these few. We kept the best for a sacrifice. Samuel said, Do you think the Lord wants sacrifice more than obedience? No. To obey is better than a sacrifice. Rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. Stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols. You rejected God's command. Therefore, he's rejecting you as king over Israel. Saul said, I've sinned. I can now see clearly that I ignored the Lord's command and didn't listen to him. I was afraid of the people and obeyed them rather than God. Please forgive my sin. Come, let's worship the Lord together. Samuel turned away. Nope, I won't go with you. You rejected the Lord. Now he's rejecting you as king. Saul grabbed Samuel's robe and it tore as he turned away. Samuel stopped and looked at the rip. He said, The Lord has ripped the kingdom of Israel away from you today. He's given it to your neighbor, who's better than you. God isn't like men. He won't change his mind. Saul yelled, I've sinned. All I ask is that you honor me in front of the people. Come, worship with me. So Samuel went with him and allowed him to bow down before the Lord. The prophet then said, Bring me Agag, the king of the Amalites. Agag came before Samuel, not knowing what to expect. Samuel took a sword and said, You've made many women childless. Now your mother will be childless. The prophet then killed Agag and cut him into pieces. Then Samuel returned to his home. He never again visited Saul as long as he lived. Still, he grieved over him constantly.
Let's read 1 Samuel 15, verse 3. Now go attack Amalekite, and utterly destroy all that they have, and do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Verses like this cause unbelievers to ask questions like, why did God order the killing of an entire people group? Isn't that genocide? I'm going to read from a commentary from Mark Spence here. But the reason we can so quickly fault God for wiping out multitudes of people is that we have a subjective definition of what is good. For example, we may think it's a good task to give money to someone on the street. While that may seem noble, what if you discovered that that person was going to use it to purchase drugs? It would not be such a good thing after all, would it? Or we may think it is a good thing to give a stranger a ride to the grocery store. While that act may seem noble, what if you discovered that the person was going there to rob the place? Would you still think it's a good thing to do? God alone has the right to define what is good. With God seeing the whole picture, he never makes a mistake. There is no hindsight with God. Everything God does is motivated by his nature, his goodness, his justice, his holiness. And that is why God can kill an individual or a group of people like the Amalekites. And it can be a good thing. In fact, it can be considered the best thing. Rather than standing in judgment over God when we have all the information, we discover that God is justified in killing not only the Amalekites, but also us. We are all sentenced to die because we have broken his holy law a multitude of times. But God, in his love, paid the penalty for our sin so we wouldn't have to die. Now let's read 1 Samuel 15:22. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. Well, obedience is better than sacrifice. Multitudes will end up damned because they misunderstood this crucial point. Like Saul, they do what they think is right, rather than what God requires. They observe religious ordinances, fasting, prayers, good works, etc., thinking that these commend them to God and earn them everlasting life. How could God not be pleased with such sacrifice? Without the revealing light of God's law, religious works seem to be a legitimate way to please God. However, when the law enters, it shows that the sinner is a, quote, criminal in God's eyes, guilty of a multitude of heinous crimes before a holy judge. The religious, quote, works that he offers are not acceptable in the slightest, but are seen for what they really are, despicable attempts to bribe the judge of the universe. Good works, prayers, fasting, etc., issues from a justified sinner, one whose case has been dismissed by the judge, and therefore they become acceptable in the sight of God. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call Turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.